from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. You can't go see Santa, right? Like, if you go see Santa, how do you, how are you trusting that he's not COVID Santa? It makes me look young. Also, it makes you look at my wonderful hair. I'm going to flaunt my hair when I get it, you know? It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, 5 o'clock hour. No Steve Cofield. JVT Adam Hill. We got a lot to get to in this final hour. We'll get more on the VGK loss to Minnesota. Big bounce back spot coming up tomorrow, of course, in game two of their first round series with the Wild. We also have some numbers. We'll also hear from the guys like Mark Stone. I said Mark Andre Fleury, but then I never sent any audio of Mark Andre Fleury, so we won't hear from Mark Andre Fleury. Let's what did he do? What did he do in anyway? oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and hit it. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. That's what we call a pregnant pause. Is that the term? Sounds right. Like what my wife is right now? Pregnant or is it pregnant? Whoa, whoa. Oh, we made this announcement. (laughs) Okay. We already did this. I'm having a baby. (laughs) I thought you let it slip. No, no, no. Nope, it's been announced. It's out there. Actually put it up on social media. You can see a picture of my wife's uterus if you'd like at me, JVT. Check Uh, it out. Yes, go do that. See the little alien baby as well. It looks kind of weird. You're having also find it kind of, yeah, just you know, it's it's developing right now. It's cooking, as Diego says. I also find it weird that you've all seen my wife's uterus, as I told Steve the other day. It's weird, but it's technology. You know what I mean? Sure. What are we doing? Number five. Number five. I thought, number five. I thought that was number five. No, 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 that's not. That's not. Minor league team. Are you a beer drinker, Adam? We've. <laughs> Uh, I think Steve has made fun of the fact that, uh, I, like, would I sit around and drink, like, a normal beer? No. Did you have a brew? A brew I'm a, I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a snob when it comes to beer. Well, well you're, you're a snob as in only specific beer is good enough for you or you don't like beer? No, it's def- it's all craft and fancy, fancy okay. stuff. Do you just drink IPAs and swear that that's the only thing that's fancy? Like, there's more than IPAs. No. I'm very, oh, I'm very into Belgian beers, John. Ooh, nice Belgian white? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I'm in. Yeah, it's great. So there's out there in the world the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Remember how minor league baseball was dead for a while? Oh, it's back. Um, They're selling... A beer bat at games, apparently. The beer bat, it's a beer glass that is in the shape of a bat, and it's filled with beer. How about that? Very nice, wonderful. And by the way, you get it during Dollar Beer Day. Now, yeah, looking at the looking at the glass and realizing that it's Dollar Beer Day, you're not getting as much value as you think you are. It's a very skinny glass. So it looks no, like you're more not in- getting. Hold on, you're not getting the value in beer that you think you are. What? But don't you get to keep the glass? 
yeah or the thing whatever the mug whatever you want to call it like i yeah. feel like you are getting good value in that this is a like yeah oh. it, it's very skinny so it makes it look like a lot more beer than it really is but i think they're still losing quite a bit of money on this well here's the thing you have to buy the glass first the beer itself is a dollar oh stop it okay now that makes more sense the beer it's bats the, according the according to the pelicans on twitter are 15 dollars Oh my goodness! See, exactly. that's what I was when I watched this. I, I was like, "Hold on, they're selling. The, they're, you're getting this bat and you're getting the beer in it. This is a dollar. This is a steal. How is this? How is this minor league team going to stay in business? Now that makes more sense. Now I'm out. I was in before. Yeah, it's I'm definitely not a dollar. Fifteen bucks, and then it's dollar beer day. So you just bring your you know your beer bat, and they'll just fill it up for you consistently for a dollar. Here's my other thing, and I bring this up. That's why I bring this up to you as a beer drinker. The one thing that has changed is I have gotten old. I'm not a beer guy anymore, I don't think. At like, all? I enjoy, I, no, like, I enjoy a beer, right? Maybe two. But, like... I like beer. beer. <laughs> right. But, like, the like when I watch people, like, stack a pile of food and grab a beer and sit down <laughs> and eat, and, like, I can't do that. That's just too much, bro. Like, I have to have the beer by itself. Like, it's got to be just sitting back and having a couple of drinks. I can't, I can't eat. It's too gross and filling. I just, I get the burpees. It's just, I can't do it. You are so not a man of the people. Um, I drink just brown liquor, so I feel like that's kind of man of the people-ish. No. Man I got whiskey stones like... and a decanter. When I, yes, when I ponder okay, things, when I, when I ponder things, I walk over to it and I pour neat glasses of whiskey. Too fancy. You're not a man of the people at all. This I is think I'm more of a man of the people than you think. I don't. You're you're you think you're way too good for everyone. Three six four eleven hundred. Tell Ari if you have a decanter at home. <laughs> and John, John, not not only does he think he's smarter than everyone and better than everyone, he is. And you can hear that smarter than you podcast ten thirty. Number four. So we're all young people. We all have. The yeah, Gram. Sh- yeah. We all got sure. IG, right? Sure. All right, thumbs up. You have IG? The Gram, as they call it? Uh, is, <laughs> he is he yes or no? What, the, yeah, what, what is this? Why did he wave his hands in the air? <laughs> he like wiggled his fingers. <laughs> like, I don't know like what that jazz. means. He was doing jazz hands. That was two I thumbs just down. I, I just go and stare at the pictures of women. I actually don't follow anybody. You should see my search page. It's a nightmare. That's Ari. Regardless, thanks for ruining that. I noticed that Sports Center the other day, it was like three straight J. Cole posts. It was like lyrics of J. Cole, who uh, I haven't gotten to it. The new album is out, correct? Yeah. Thumbs good? Have you guys listened to it? Solid? Two thumbs up. Oh, immediately two thumbs up from Ari. I've listened to about half of it. It's really good. Okay. You got to listen to it. I'm a big J. Cole fan. So they're, they're tweeting lyrics from his new album. They're, they, it was just like four consecutive J. Cole posts. They have to have an agreement or something with him, right? Have something to. promotional. Unless, are they showing some of his games? So here's the thing. For those who don't know, J. Cole added to the resume. He made his professional hoops debut. Actually, something I'm sneaky, like, excited to watch and keep track of. The uh, BAL, Basketball African League, you know, backed by the NBA, got started this week. 
And J. Cole made his debut as a professional uh, baller with the Patriots basketball club on Sunday. And he wasn't bad, right? I think, was it three points, a couple of assists, 18 minutes? I think he had like a uh, couple of assists as well. It was really solid. But like the content was all about J. Cole all weekend long for ESPN. And I was really amazed by it to the point was where I was asking myself, like, did this basketball league debut? Like, was is it owned by J. Cole? Like, what is happening? It, it is weird. Like, it, it's usually when ESPN does a push like this, it's obviously there's some sort of tie. Either, you know, it's a uh, ABC or Disney produced album of some sort of one of the companies under, under their umbrella. Uh, or they have some tie to, you know, something they're promoting. It's a very self-promotional machine that they have over at ESPN. So my thought was maybe the maybe those games are on television. Uh, some of the Africa League games are on. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why and they're ESPN pushing it to us. And they, they aired the season opener on, I think, ESPN News, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that's why. I mean, it's it's pretty clear that, um, you know, that's what, they're, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to push an audience there. I'll also tell you, I think athletes are very into J. Cole for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, there's a, certainly a tie between sports and, and his music, but I definitely think they're just trying to push viewers. Uh, I haven't watched a game. I don't, know, I don't know if you were watching live or if you watched highlights of what you were doing, but uh, there are people that are breaking down a lot of film and putting up a lot of J. Cole basketball film on Twitter, and right. I'm very into that. I saw him just get – he got ISO'd on like a big man and just got kind of destroyed in the post, although he recovered and – you know, made a play on the next on the next uh, possession. So he actually got he, he's a pretty good passer. Like he made some really nice pass. He had one assist on like a pick and roll that the dude completely missed. And for those that don't, I mean, he is he is a rapper certainly. That's what he's been doing for a long time. But he was, you know, he was a pretty legitimate basketball player. I think he walked on at St. John's and didn't play uh, because he ended up dropping out of school to pursue music. But um, you know, he was a legitimate high school player. Well, and here's the thing, and this is why I wanted to bring this up, and I thought this was a really good article from Jesse Washington in ESPN's The Undefeated, his lead for his piece, Adam. Equity in sports took a huge step forward Sunday when the Basketball Africa League played its first game in Rwanda. For a continent that has provided so many of the world's greatest players, either directly, Hakeem Olajuwon of Nigeria, Joel Embiid of Cameroon, or indirectly, every other black athlete whose ancestors survived the slave ships, this moment was centuries in the making. Wait. You want to hear about J. Cole, right? Like, yeah, this is kind of a historic thing. And, like, the only thing I kept hearing about was J. Cole all weekend long. I feel like we've kind of missed the point of this whole basketball. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, well, yeah, I think it, I, I think to some degree it's true. But I also think it's part of it. I, I feel like it's part of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's self-serving. But I, I don't mm. think it necessarily is. I think Jay Cole is trying to do his part to raise awareness to the league by being a part of it. Not that he's not that he's making it about himself. I think it's more of a, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but just knowing a little bit about him and following his career and being a fan, I think he, I think he's doing it intentionally to help raise awareness. Number three, awareness is very important. My wife gets after me all can the I, time. Can I What's stop up? you real quick before while you're making oh, this boy. transition? You like told me about this weird like trick thing that you learned on the is internet it it's 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 working I, my nose has not stopped running <laughs> for like the last 15 minutes it's very distracting to me 
and I'm really struggling. <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm, it's good eventually, like now that I know this, but it's really it's really throwing me off. I'm very uncomfortable. So for those who don't know, I told Adam I found a trick on Reddit. Uh, I love Reddit. Reddit is awesome. It is just a you know obviously it's just a community of people and people know things that you don't know. And there was one. It was like what's I don't know what it was. It was like what's this nice little trick that you know that people should. And one of the responses was if you take your finger. And I'll show Ari this too because I don't think he was in the room. If you take your finger and you push it in the middle of, like, between your eyes, like where your unibrow is, and then you take your tongue and you push on the roof of your mouth while you're moving this, you're actually moving a bone in your skull that will open up your nasal passages. So it helps if you're congested. Like right now, I get, I get like snot in the back of my throat because I just did it. And so I told Adam to do it. And apparently it has worked wonders, it's, but now your nose just can't stop flowing with you. It can't. It can't. And it's really distracting. It's throwing me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cut off your wonderful segue that was going on, but it's very it's very noticeable to me right now. That's uh, okay. Here. Go to number two. Yeah. Number two. That was number three. We did the nose thing. We got to get moving, too. Ari's freaking out. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. We don't have a guest this hour, so we're good. Uh, all right. Really quickly. Tell us the story here. I was making the complicated segue of being aware because I am never aware of the things I leave in my pocket. I wash my wallet all the time. I wash pens all the time. I leave stuff in my pocket all the time. I'm never aware of what is happening. I feel like I'd be more careful though if like enormous amounts of money were involved. Well, it might not, it might not have been an enormous amount of money when it happened. So that's, that's the key. So, the bottom line here is that a super lotto ticket hit for $26 million. Uh, you have a certain period of time, which I thought was a year uh, to claim it, but it might be less. Either way, you have a certain amount of time to claim the prize when you hit the ticket. Mm-hmm. And this $26 million ticket has gone unclaimed. And people were kind of speculating, like, is it going to be claimed by the deadline? The deadline was Thursday. It came and went without anybody giving the prize. They went back and looked at the security footage of where this was, and they found out, like, the lady that bought it is a regular at the store. Everybody kind of knows her there. And they're like, why would you cash the ticket? And it turns out, after she bought the ticket, whenever this was, like a year ago, she threw her clothes in the laundry and washed the ticket and made it void. Like, it, it oh, scrubbed all the information off the ticket. It wiped all the the barcode and the numbers and everything off of it. So even though they have a record of her buying the ticket, they have the video footage, the surveillance footage of her buying it. She doesn't have the ticket and she can't claim the money. Wow. This is brutal. Wow. I mean, she probably plays the lottery fairly regularly. You're just waiting for that one big payday. You got it. What are the chances you're going to hit it again? Almost none. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Like the frustration and anger I would feel. I, oh. I'm lost for words right now, and it didn't even happen to me. I don't. I don't want to put you in this position. I'll say hypothetically. What if Isabel did this? Yeah. Like, like if Isabel I'm not even, lost the ticket. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like, I know for you, you have to say whatever. It would. It would be fine. I think in a normal relationship, oh, no. and I'm I'm not 
I'm, I'm not even I'm not even joking. I think in, in an actual normal relationship, I think this ends the relationship. But not maybe not right away. But oh. like the the anger and animosity that you would feel toward that person. I think at some point it would cause the relationship to end. I don't think it, I don't think a relationship could survive this. Six months later, like, honey, don't forget the bread. Like, like you forgot the lottery ticket. Like something like that. <laughs> or like, or like you know, even you know, it's you know, you go to you go to buy something or go to vacation or something. It's like, oh, we can't afford that right now. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> like, it, it, anytime, anytime any issue came up in a relationship, you know that this would come up. Like, I, I don't think pay- I. I'm being, and, and I know every, you know, I'm, I'm sure in your mind you're saying like, oh no, like we love each other or whatever. And, and, and anybody out there listening, I'm sure says that, but I'm telling you like, this would be an issue every single day of your relationship. It just would. Yeah, probably. Are you will- <laughs> <laughs> Not right away. It wouldn't happen right away, but I'm telling you at some point. It would get the animosity to build up to the point like I don't think you could survive. I just want to think of all the ways that you could like bring it up and just get mad at. It. Did you make the car Every payment? Day. Would have paid it off. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't even have a payment. Yeah, <laughs> it would be an- anything. Anytime any issue came up, it would wow. be brutal. Just brutal. Number one. All right, we'll we'll, we'll go to the break. Uh, we're going to talk about the loss for the Vegas Golden Knights. Adam also has. Um, a soccer story. We're not done with football by any stretch. We got to get back to the pitch. Liverpool, one of the craziest wins I've ever seen, says Adam Hill. We got to get to the bottom of that. We hear from a couple of the folks that are associated with the Vegas Golden Knights, like Pete DeBoer after the game yesterday. What do you do after a loss like that? It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Um, before we get to the recap of AGK's loss to Minnesota, Adam breaking news in social media touch on it really quickly new member for kansas basketball yeah remy martin uh former star guard scorer at arizona state uh lands at kansas so rich get richer in the college basketball world as it often happens um he's a he's a really good player and a guy who's going to be very very impactful i think in a quick amount of time as he uh, joins a new team and will be a, a a scorer for them immediately. You know, one of the things that I forgot to include today, and this is kind of right up this, you know, this is along the same vein, and I get thoughts on this really quickly. This happened over the weekend. You see the thing with Jaden Hardy over the weekend? Went to the D League or the G League, whatever uh, it's called. The now. G League is now. So he's planning to sign a pro deal with the NBA G League elite team Ignite. Uh, that was, you know, reported by Shams, and he was going to announce it, and everybody got mad at Shams for doing his job. Uh, regardless, how prevalent do you think this is? We've seen this now for a couple of years straight where top prospects, kids who could probably, I wouldn't say have their pick of where they want to go, but highly recruited, opt to take a little bit more, opt to take a little bit of money instead, go play. G League, develop a little bit and get money doing it. Like how prevalent is it going to continue to become, are you saying? Right. 
Because well, I think you're still seeing guys who are going to be able to do this and still be a top five pick if they, you know, perform well. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, with how many players are going to start doing it and have started to do it, like any argument for not allowing players to go straight to the NBA is is done. Like that argument's out right. now because you have an option to go play professionally. And it's stupid that you're allowing them to go play professionally but not at the highest level and not to actual to make actual money. Like how Correct. stupid is that? It's, it's completely insane and ridiculous. So uh, soon they will change that rule. They'll allow players to go. And, you know, the fact that college players are going to be able to start making money very soon. Uh, maybe some players will go, you know, accept playing college for a year or two and, and making some money, not having to worry about, uh, you know, not making anything. And we'll, we'll go that route. But you have to start allowing players to go straight to the NBA if you're going to allow them to go to the G League. It's stupid not to. And, of course, uh, Jaden Hardy, the tie to this show and to us is he's in Coronado. Yeah. Las Vegas kid. Younger brother of former UNLV player and Oregon transfer Amori Hardy. That is correct. Interesting. I know it's not a big, it's, it's a topic we've talked about. And like you said, the, the time is coming to end this for young kids. You know, when you're at, when you're out of high school, you can get a job wherever you want for the most part, allow them to go play professional basketball, allow them to develop and do whatever they want. So, Speaking of the vocal tie, BGK, brutal loss, one nothing to Minnesota. From a numbers perspective, it paints a little bit of a worse picture, right? Corsi 4 percentage, BGK, 60.2% essentially over a natural stat trick. Expected goals 4 for the game, 1.95. They had four high-danger chances in the first period, zero for Minnesota. Ultimately, God, Minnesota's got their number. It's over. Or do you go... Look at those freaking numbers. They kicked their ass for the most part. You can probably feel pretty confident going into game two. Yeah, I think and kick, I mean I think it's, their it's ass is probably strong, right? You know, but they they performed very well. Yeah, I think it's a combination, and that's I mean that's a cop out answer, obviously, to say, but um Stradler. I, I think it's a it's an issue that a lot of the things you thought were gonna be a problem against Minnesota and the reason that a lot of people didn't want them to play Minnesota kind of showed up in the first game. And, you know, as much as the numbers look good, the numbers have looked good in the playoffs for the Golden Knights for a while now, going back to last season, and the results haven't always been uh, what what they should be or what the numbers say they're going to be. Uh, they have certainly – they've put up unbelievable analytics, but they've underperformed what those analytics said they should do. Uh, so, so there should be con- some concern. Now, on the other side of it, like all those numbers will tell you it's going to get straightened out at some point, and they're going to be just fine as long as the results match up to what the numbers say they should. Uh, so so maybe there wouldn't be concern. But I, I think it's very easy to, to make the case on both sides that either it's going to straighten out and they're going to be fine, or... You know these these numbers aren't indicative of what's actually happening, and this team is not living up to their potential and and even the potential that they've put out there and what they've showed, and that it could go the wrong way. So so yeah, I I, I think you know the second game is obviously massive, uh, no question about that. I mean, home games are so vital anyway. But when you've already dropped one, you can't drop two in a row. You go down two nothing, go into a building in. Uh, Saint, I was going to say Minneapolis and St. Paul that you haven't really had any success in whatsoever uh, as a franchise and being down to nothing would be, would be a mess. So they've, they've got to find a way 
to win game two. It's it's clearly of the utmost importance right now. 364 Call our number 10. You're going to get a Vegas Golden Knights hat. Two-foot sub from Porta Subs. You're going to qualify for two tickets to the VGK Wild game tomorrow at T-Mobile. Thank you again to all of our friends over at Porta Subs. 364-1100-364-1100. Collar number 10. Knights hat. Two-foot sub. Qualify to get two tickets to the VGK game against the Wild. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Last 25 minutes or so here, Cofield and Company. Thanks for vibing. I'm going to do like the late, like late night slow jam hour. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN 1100. Taking you into this. <laughs> Mundane Monday. How's that? That's pretty I, good, right? I, I ruined it by laughing over it, but it was very good. All right, we get a winner. Remember the name? We have two actually on the day. Jason and Tracy. Wow. Congratulations, Jason and Tracy, who both qualified to potentially win tickets. Don't lose your tickets. Easy. Don't put them in no. the don't put them in the laundry. Don't no, no, well, that's not the I mean if look, we love and support the Vegas Golden Knights. Like any good media member should, but I feel like a relationship is not worth throwing away over VGK tickets. Clearly, you don't know how treasured those are. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. Feel like my relationship would 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 heal moving forward. Probably. By the way, we asked this. Uh, we were talking about this off the air. Um, we asked my wife. If she would leave me if I lost a lottery ticket for $26 million. And her response was, well, no, no, which is the exact response you would think. Because when you think about it, really, you're like, yeah, you know what? I might leave you if you lost a ticket for $26 million. I think if you if you would leave somebody over over that ticket, you're probably a bad person. But what I'm saying is that the stress it would put on the relationship for the next couple of years is really what would, or even months, it might not take years, the stress that it would actually put on the relationship and how many times it would be brought up and how many times it would be thought about, that's what's going to end the relationship. So I don't think you can immediately just say, you lost the ticket, that's it, it's over. It would, but, it would erode your relationship, much like the stream that made the Grand Canyon. Wow. Yeah. Your relationship would become the Grand Canyon. Right. Yeah. And it's also very insightful because think about how far away the two sides of the Grand Canyon are. Just like you and your wife will be one day. Or husband. Well, that, that was the whole point of the analogy. That the, the stream would wear it down and drive you that far mm-hmm. apart. Mine was more about the erosion and how erosion takes time. Works. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's not a, you know, it's a subtle cut. No, I don't think your relationship is going to last as long. Even the best relationship won't last as long as the Grand Canyon took to make. Correct. You'll be dead. No, Although say. it is, I would say you're with each other through eternity, but you do say until death do us part. So, You know, we talked about that. <laughs> like, after we did our vows, we were talking about it at one point, and I was like, huh, 
I guess love's not all that's cracked up to be, huh? Like once we die, we're free of each other. I mean, technically, yes. <laughs> but I, I know that everlasting. Well, that was a. I know that was a uh, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm dealt with that. Oh, really? Where he's like, eh, yeah, when, once we're dead, I think we can go our separate ways. that doesn't that didn't fly with his wife and i think women in general i think usually are like what are you talking about like uh i think you're free you can do what you want in the afterlife very true since you could clearly believe in the afterlife talking about ghosts visiting your house earlier oh yeah it's a true story nobody believes much uh, I believe that you believe that you saw one of the wildest endings ever in a Liverpool game. That was impressive, John. Very <laughs> impressive. Did you did you watch it, first of all? Do you, you even know what happened? I, did, you, did you just ask me if I, like, watched soccer on purpose today? Well, it wasn't today. It was yesterday. Oh, uh, yesterday on the final day of the regular season and a VGK game? Come on, bro. Well, I, I'm, I'm this is America, con- Adam. Obviously, I don't think you were watching the game like I was. Um, but oh, I, so now I, I can't wonder, watch soccer. Okay. I mean, I don't think you're awake at that time anyway on a Sunday morning. Um, but I also, like, I, I'm more wondering just from an aspect of, like, how much did – how much did it seep into the general sports world yesterday? What happened in the Liverpool game? Because I feel like, you know how, if you go about your daily business here, you're going to find out pretty much most of the scores of, right. you know, NBA, NHL, baseball. Like, you're just going to hear what happens in the games just throughout your, the course of your business, being online or, like, talking to people. Like, it's almost impossible to avoid the scores. You turn on a game, they're the ticker. Like you're going to find them out. But, like, EPL games, like you're not really hearing scores. Like you're not just you're not just running into scores or spoilers during a, during a day if you're not looking for them. So I wonder how much what happened in that game kind of seeped out yesterday. But here's here's what it is: Liverpool has had a very disappointing season, uh, one of the top clubs certainly in Europe. Uh, but they just have not. They had a stretch of a couple of months where they just didn't play well at all in Premier League, and so in about mid March, it looked like they had almost no chance of qualifying. Uh, for Champions League, which is basically the top four in the EPL. There's other ways, whatever, but uh, essentially you have to finish in the top four in the Premier League to qualify for the Champions League for the next year. And it's so much money. Like, you have to do it if you're one of those top clubs. It means so much to your uh, to your organization. So they were way out of it. They eventually got to a spot where, okay, if they win out, they should be able to make it. Uh, but they needed a win. They couldn't like ties are essentially losses. Like they weren't going to make it if they if they had any ties. Yesterday they were playing one of the worst teams in the entire Premier League. It was supposed to be an easy win. In fact, uh, just to put it in betting perspective, I know that they were minus four ninety on the money line going into the game. So essentially a five dollar favorite, a massive favorite to win this game. And they conceded a goal early, fell down one nothing, dominated the game, much like we talked about with VGK creating chances. Uh, they were creating chances all over the place, but couldn't finish anything. It was one-one, pretty much done. I mean, it's it's you as the moments tick away, you're like, all right, it's just not going to happen. Um, I ended up, in fact, betting them. Uh, st- I got them even. I think with with about 20 minutes left in the game, they were still like minus 250 to win. Really? It's like I mean, they're going to score eventually. They have to, and they didn't. 
So eventually it got, with about five minutes left, I got like a plus 150 or something. Still not great value, uh, but I did bet it. I was like, I think they're going to score because they're putting so much pressure on, but they just didn't. And there was four minutes of, of added time, which I know a lot of people get annoyed by in soccer. They just randomly put time on the clock. And Liverpool did or- earn a corner. And essentially, like, it's it's where you know the, the referee is going to allow you to kick the corner kick, but then he's going to stop the game. Right. So if you don't score in the corner, the game's just going to end. But he's going to give you that one last chance. So they've got a corner. They decide to bring the goalie up. So the keeper runs all the way from his own net because well, who cares if you give up a goal? A, a tie is like a loss. So like let's let's send the goalie forward. And you see teams do this all the time, but it never works. Like you just add extra guys into the box. Like it's never going to work. They they put the corner into the box, and Allison, the longtime keeper of Liverpool, gets his head to it. Perfect header, far post, inside the post, tucks it in, scores the goal. So the goalie came all the way forward. He's the one that scored the goal with essentially no time left to keep their playoff hopes alive. It was one of the most dramatic moments I've seen in sports in a long, long time. But I also was trying to figure out, like, what is the possible American equivalent of that? Like, what could what could happen where somebody who normally doesn't do something? Uh, some people were pointing out, like, you run out of bench players and a, a baseball team throws a, a pitcher in to pinch hit. And hits a home run, like that's that's not bad. But it has to be like a walk off home run. It wouldn't sure. just be a home run, right? Yeah, right. It would have to be a walk off home run. Um, uh, my first thought just... was like a Philly special type thing, but that wasn't like a walk off game winner type situation, you know. And that was a trick play as opposed to using personnel that is, you know, not oft used, right? Yeah. Nick Foles catching a touchdown in the end zone. So I said like. Well, and this wouldn't really make sense. Like I said, you put a oh, you like if you have a Hail Mary and you, you throw in like a defensive back and he's the one that catches the Hail Mary. But he's just really acting as a receiver in that spot. Like they're really it's really tough to come up with what the equivalent would be. Um in the I think it's 129 year history of Liverpool, a goalie had never scored. Really? Yeah. It's it's crazy. That that, that that happened in that situation with that much on the line for that to happen is is it's insane but again it's you know it's the EPL and I know that there's big audiences here but it's such a niche audience that I think the sports audience in general might not have even noticed or cared but it, it that, that's an absolutely insane moment to happen in soccer I mean to happen in any sport really. Like the the keeper comes all the way forward, and he's the one that gets the head on it and and scores. It's crazy. I'm I'm gonna think of the equivalent. I'm gonna have it later tonight on the Smarter Than You podcast. I will have the equivalent of this situation in American sports. Oh, yeah, on there we can even throw the re, throw the uh, highlight up. Ooh, we can. That's very true. Yeah. And NBC and or any of these people coming after us. Yeah, right. We had too much power. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, grab back. We'll wrap up the show. Yeah, that's pretty much we're going to wrap up the show. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at 1030. It's John Von Tobel and Adam Hill with their Smarter Than You podcast. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. Cofield and Company presents... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bag up, bag up. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. 
only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. All right, we've got a couple of things to clean up first before Ari really freaks out. we got to play this. So I asked this question before. Adam is a beer drinker, so I will follow up this question. Are you a good chugger of beer? Uh, No. I mean, how often do you like? Do you attempt it? I have you. When was the last time you no. attempted to chug a beer? Uh, it's got to be fifteen years. The last time I chugged a beer was during the lockdown. One of the nights uh, we were bored, I was showing Isabel how to shotgun a beer. She had never shotgunned a beer before. Was she impressed? And like for some reason, we had like cans of beer. Like we never buy canned beer; it's always bottled, man. Uh, like for some reason we had cans of beer, so I showed her how to chug or you know shotgun a beer. Um, I mean, I guess it's as impressive as shotgunning a beer can be. She tried it and threw up. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that is that is humorous for sure. <laughs> so I asked this because apparently Sean, sorry, all right, I'm having trouble. Sean, what? How do you say Sean his last Merriam. name? Sean <laughs> Merriam. Okay. No. Sean Merriman, the former Chargers linebacker, lost a wager of some sort and had to chug a beer on social media. We're going to play the audio for you. It doesn't really do it justice. Just know that he is awful at chugging beer. Since I'm a man of my word, I just got offset like I told you I would. Here you go. Cheers, buddy. Okay. Pours it down. Pouring it all over his face. Spilling it. I can't take it all down like you can, but hold on. Give me one second. Stops to talk. Goes back at it. Dumps it all over his face. It's He's a terrible drunk. attempt. Man of my word. No, you're not. You dumped it all over your face and then spit half of it out. Okay, he he tried. He's not good at it. It's also it, not the best chugging beer. Like, don't you go light beer for chugging? I think usually it'd probably be more... I, I think it's, it's, it's probably... A better chance at getting it, uh, but he was never going to get it anyway. He he has no shot. It's a terrible attempt. I don't think he's ever done it before, or at least if he has, it's been a long time. But yeah, that was not. It wasn't impressive. But don't do you like? Should he have not tried it because he knew it wasn't going to work? That he knew he'd be bad at it, so should he, he should have skipped it, or do you? Make the attempt because it's obvious that you don't know what you're doing. So maybe people will just think it's cool that you tried. I guess it's there's honor in trying, right? I had a, oh, I had a friend of a friend in high school who could do the whole relax the throat thing and like just pour a beer down their throat. That's weird. That's crazy to see. It is. That's a weird thing. And the guy who always, challenged Sean Merriman could do the same thing. The, the, the whole thing is bizarre. I think the most bizarre is that Ari can't say his name, which is funny. Ari, try it again. It happens. Sean Merriman. There you go. It's because he just said it. It helps. No, I do I do enjoy every time there's a Sean Merriman story, which is not very often. But, like, I looked. You sent the link to the to him chugging. So I had to go look at it, and then I re- I remembered because I always forget that he does follow me on Twitter, which makes me very happy. What? Yeah. Oh, because he's a big MMA guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
it always just makes me very happy. Like whenever somebody, somebody very famous or popular, and I'll count him, <laughs> follows me. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I like. I'm trying that. to think of, who, I don't know who the most famous person that follows me is. You know, it's funny. I know mine, and it's it's funny because I don't know them as being famous, but it's very impressive to a certain group of people. Okay, who is it? Becky Lynch. The name sounds familiar. Who is that? She's supposedly a massive star in WWE. Hey, and she follows you? Yeah. We like uh I met her in an event one day and didn't know who she was. And we we talked about the sports like for a while and MMA for a while and it was just, it was weird. And then she followed me and then people were like hitting me up like, "What is Becky Lynch follow you?" I'm like, "I don't know who that is." And it turned out like she's some big she's a big deal in WWE world. Yeah, I think the most famous person that follows me might be Mike Tannenbaum. Okay, it's not bad. I think that I think that might be. I mean, if we're going by follower count, I think Brent might be up there, Musburger. But that's just a business deal. I don't think Brent would follow me if I didn't work at Vison. Well, I guess does does Dana count? Probably. If you're but just going by really follower fair. count. But then I think the other one is like Michelle Beadle. She follows big. you? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. big. That's good. Yeah. Did I tell you the oh, one gosh. day that Jonathan Abram followed me on Twitter? <laughs> did, he, did he unfollow? And then he it was it was totally it had to have been like a total accident because he unfollowed me like the like that day. But I thought it was fascinating. It was like, like what I always wonder, like in instances like that, what brought him to my page? You know what I mean? <laughs> what brought him to Jonathan Von Tobel's Twitter page? And then there was and one time how- where Kevin Ioli accidentally tweeted me because I was talking smack about boxing on ESPN 1100, and you could totally tell he was just looking me up to see who the hell is this guy talking crap about boxing. <laughs> that's, that's great. All that's right. Perfect. Hey, late night pod <laughs> tonight. Check that out. Uh, Steve will be back tomorrow, as will Adam. We'll see you.